Welcome to Taylor's Table, a podcast where we talk about what's cooking in the kitchen and in life. Taylor's Table is a production of Boss Pods Network, a division of Glades Media Radio Group. Welcome back to the table. I just want to say thank you for listening to the episodes of the podcast so far, and I hope that you have enjoyed it. I have thoroughly enjoyed this. It gives me another opportunity to just talk about some things that are very near and dear to my heart and also just kind of relate to people on a level that I feel like I may not be able to get to on the air. So for people who listen to me, I do an afternoon show Monday through Friday from two to six. And typically our breaks are anywhere between two to five minutes long. And I just don't really get to like dive deep into certain conversations. And I love that this platform allows me to just go a little bit deeper and also be able to eventually bring other people on. So that's actually what I'm working on right now is being able to bring some of my friends onto the podcast and we can talk about some of the things that they're experts in and just some of the stuff that we've already talked about, but just kind of fleshing it out a little bit more and getting some different point of views and perceptions on those things. Because like we've talked about in past episodes, everybody's perception is very different. And I think it's important to listen to other people's opinions and experiences and take whatever you will from those, whether it's a learning process, maybe it's a um, suggestion of how to handle certain situations, or maybe you're like, I don't want to do that, right? Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. We are going to kind of backtrack and talk some more about food and such. We're going to talk about some quick... I keep saying this word wrong, and I've recorded this probably like three different times, so I'm just leaving this in here at this point. Quick (laughs) weeknight dinners for busy people. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about savoring the small stuff. And that's actually going to come into uh, for future episodes because I want to do an episode about rushing. And I think it is very important. And I was going to try to kind of squeeze certain parts of it into this episode. And then I realized, you know what, I'm just going to dedicate an entire episode to the idea of rushing, how to fix it, where it comes from, and so on and so forth. So today's episode, we're going to talk about some quick weeknight dinners. I got to write that time. <laughs> so for me, a easy weeknight dinner is something that is less than 30 minutes that has not a ton of dishes and I don't have to go out and get something for it. Like I have the majority of these items at home. And some of my favorites, uh, number one would be taquitos. I don't know what it is, but this is just like so easy to make and you can do whatever you want in it, right? You can use leftover protein if you have that. You can do rice. You can do um, all, all kinds of different stuff. So basically a taquito is, to me at least, is a tortilla with some sort of filling rolled up and you either air fry it, bake it, or fry it. Now, typically I like to air fry or bake things just because I don't like to deal with the mess of oil, Like I know a lot of people out there say you shouldn't fry stuff for your health, which I get, but I do it for mess because I hate having to clean a mess and I hate getting popped. I hate all that stuff. I love what happens when you fry things, but I hate the process of it. So when I got my air fryer, I was like, this is a game changer. Now, if you don't have an air fryer, you can always use an oven. And I normally do my taquitos anywhere between 375 to 400 degrees. Now we talked about this in previous episodes that ovens are sometimes different temperatures. So even though it says 400 on there, it might not actually be 400. It might be lower or hotter. So you need to get one of these little oven thermometers and check your oven to make sure it is on the right temperature. Um, and like I said, that's not everybody, but I my oven specifically does run a little hotter. So if I'm going to be doing taquitos, I typically do 375, but you may need to do 400 or 425, especially if you like a real good crunch. Now, I will say the thing with taquitos that I like to do is I like to kind of spritz them with some sort of oil like an olive oil or something, just to give the outside a little bit more of a crisp. And I also like to do a little salt and pepper on the outside too. 
So like I said, you can do anything in taquitos. My number one favorite thing to do with them is ground turkey. Then I chop up bell pepper and an onion and I saute all that together, let it all marinate. And then I actually put the cheese with the meat. So instead of layering like meat and then cheese, I go ahead and mix the cheese in with my meat. Now, sometimes I'll use Velveeta. Sometimes I use shredded cheese. If I don't have any of that, then I'll just use whatever sliced cheese I have and just mix it up. Another thing I like to do sometimes is to add some sort of pinto or black bean. Um, Of course, if I'm planning on making a decent amount for the week. Um, And then another thing I like to add to it sometimes is I like to use plain Greek yogurt for sour cream. Don't knock it until you try it. Okay. My second one, it would be burrito bowls. So you guys might be finding a little bit of a theme here. Um, Mexican food or Spanish food in general is like one of my favorites, but I am very, very susceptible to spicy things. So... I'm more on the white bread side of that. (laughs) So burrito bowls. So I like to do some sort of protein, rice, lettuce. Um, I normally like to grill my vegetables or saute them. So I'll take some like bell pepper and onion and I'll just saute a bunch of that together. Um, Sometimes I've used mushrooms, just not that much. Um, And then also some sort of salsa, cheese. And I like to do this. I like to keep my crushed up tortilla chips in a little plastic bag, um, like the bottom of the bag chips. And I'll keep those for burrito bowls specifically because I don't necessarily want to take nachos and like eat the salad like that or eat the burrito bowl like that. But I can like crumple it on top. And then that way I'm still using the chips, except not like normal, right? Because I don't know about you guys, but I hate throwing away like the last bit of bag of chips, but you can't use them unless you crumble them up on something. So I use them for burrito bowls. Um, Next one is any kind of air fryer chicken could be chicken breast, uh, chicken thighs, leg quarters, all kinds of different stuff. Um, We have a grill. I just don't, I typically get off work at six o'clock at night. And with the time change coming up, I told myself like, me going outside at night is not the vibe because I am absolutely terrified of frogs and frogs are something that are very common in Florida and I don't want to be jumped on in the midst of cooking. So I use my air fryer constantly um, and I like to use it. We normally get these stuffed frozen chicken breasts um, and they're really good. We get them when they're on sale and they are just perfect to just throw into the air fryer and be done and they're really not that bad for you. I know a lot of people are like, you can't eat frozen food. It's terrible. It has high sodium. You know what? Sometimes you just have to do what you have to do, especially if you're busy, especially if you just don't have the energy or the mental capacity to cook because it does take a lot. So my other one, this one I think is really funny because everyone I have talked to about this has been either intrigued or disgusted. So do with that what you will is ramen, like like flavored up ramen. Okay, so we all seen it, right? The square, the packet, super cheap. They have all the different flavors. Um, I'm typically a creamy chicken kind of gal or just chicken or shrimp. Um, so what I do, this is how I make my ramen. Okay. I have this little dish and it's specifically to cook ramen in. And if I don't use that, then I'll get a pot on a stove. I'll pour some water in it, pour the the packet, half the packet in there. And then I'll kind of add my own little seasonings to it, right? Like garlic, garlic powder, more pepper. Um, if I have some sort of like chili flake oil or something, I'll add that into it. Um, And then I actually boil the noodles in that sauce. Okay. So once that's all done and everything kind of evaporated a little bit, I'll take it out, put it in a bowl and I'll crack an egg in it. Yeah. Crack a whole egg, just pop right in it. Um, Sometimes I'll actually crack the egg in the skillet 
but I've learned that it actually cooks the egg a little bit too much for me. So I like to just crack it right into the bowl. It's still hot. It'll still cook it a little bit. Um, and then I like to top it with some green onion. If I have any kind of like rotisserie chicken, I'll throw that in there as well. But I like to spice up my ramen a little bit. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, Taylor, what's the disgusting part in this? Hold on. That is one way I do my ramen. My second way <laughs> is I take mayonnaise and butter and put it in there. I drain the noodles from the hot water. I may leave a little bit in there. Put my little half a packet of seasoning in there. Because I don't like to use the whole thing. It's too much. Then I do uh, like a tablespoon or so of mayonnaise, tablespoon or so of butter, or like a pat of butter, a little bit of cheese, pepper, mix that sucker. I mean, like mix it up. Mix, 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 mix. I promise you, it's really good. Like you, you cannot sit here and knock it until you try it. And I know it sounds weird, but... I'm not kidding. Like it tastes just like Alfredo. And I actually like to use ramen noodles sometimes in replace of other pastas just because they do cook so quick and they're very easy. And again, I don't like to do dishes and I don't like to have tons of dishes to make a meal. So if I can do it easy, if I can do it quick, I'm going to do it that way. That is my go to. All right. I know some people like to take the long route around. I am not. I am a short route girly. So those are some of my favorite weeknight dinners. I hope that it gives you some ideas or at least maybe inspires you to take some of your normal weeknight dinners and maybe what I like to call zhuzh them up a little bit. Um, The other thing that I think is very underrated and a lot of people only think about it for lunch, but they don't realize just how awesome it can do for dinner as well is a sandwich. Just a regular old deli sandwich, right? It doesn't have to be fancy. You can add more flair, more fans if you want but just a good old sandwich. Like, why do people think you have to have it in lunch? Like, uh, don't gatekeep that. We've talked about it before in the past. Like, breakfast can be a dinner thing. Uh, lunch can be a breakfast thing. You can eat spaghetti for, for dinner or for breakfast. It doesn't matter. I just think it's really important to find what works for you, find what you like, and what is legitimately going to work for your time and your schedule. Because we do still need to have that balance, right? It's okay to go out to eat sometimes. It's okay to eat fast food, but you've got to have that balance. And if you're going to be purchasing food to cook at home, this is me telling you to eat the stuff you have at home. I'll never forget when I was a kid and I always wanted to stop at these places. And now that I'm an adult, I get it now, right? Like number one, I don't want to stop anywhere when I get off work. I want to go straight home. Number two, like I have stuff at home. I paid money for the stuff at home and I need to cook the stuff at home. (laughs) And sometimes that can be a little tough. So... When we come back, we're going to switch gears and talk about savoring the small stuff. Discover the exciting world of podcasts at hefepods.com. Immerse yourself in exciting stories, learn new knowledge, and connect with great podcasts in both English and Spanish at hefepods.com. From captivating stories to life advice and much more, there's a podcast for every interest and passion. English and the hard-to-find Spanish language podcasts are all at hefepods.com. Don't waste any more time. Find a great English or Spanish language podcast to follow and discover a world of possibilities in your own language. Find the best podcasts at hefepods.com. All right, we are back. And I know that first part of the episode is really just talking a lot about food, and that's wonderful, but we're going to switch gears a little bit now. We're going to talk about savoring the small stuff. Now, I'm going to do an entire episode about rushing, but I want to at least bring the thought process to the front, okay? So rushing is simply old pre-programmed physiology that operates mostly on the three stress chemicals, cortisol, adrenaline, and non-refinophen. I cannot 
pronounce that. I am sorry. It abbreviated as can. (laughs) Um, When these stress hormones are constantly stimulated, we become addicted to them, craving the feelings that they promote. Over time, rushing becomes our new normal and we forget what it feels like to do things in a calm manner. Thankfully, your habit of rushing can be broken by incrementally shifting over to a dose state. Dose stands for dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. And these are feel-good neurotransmitters that are responsible for feelings of calmness, contentment, and happiness. How often do you rush in your life? Like, how often do you do self-inflicted rushing? Not necessarily what other people are doing or like, you know, you got to be at work. But like, how often do you create these scenarios where you're having to rush, where you're having to hurry up. And it really takes away from these moments of pause, where it takes away from these moments of quiet, where you can really just sit and savor. So in my yoga classes, I talk a lot about savoring because for one, everything goes back to food. I'm a very food oriented person. But the other part of that is the fact of like, life is not meant to just be lived in a busy rushing state. We are not born to literally just work and die. We are born to experience life. We are born to have fun and to have experiences and to cultivate these relationships with people. And it is so difficult, I feel like, in the world that has been created for us, this capitalism, this very much, you know, grind, heavy hustling community and world, it can be really, really difficult for you to take a step back and be like, hold on, pump the brakes. I don't have to do this this fast. I can go at whatever speed works for me. And that may be a speed of five miles per hour and that may be a speed of 50 miles an hour. So I'm a very busy person, but over the last few years, I have taken a huge step back. I am not going off and doing stuff every single day, every single weekend. You know, I'm, I'm really taking time to slow down and to really savor the time that I have with the people that I'm spending those that time with. And Those people may just be me, okay? So I'm gonna savor the time that I'm spending with myself because it is so important. We've talked about in past episodes. You have to have a relationship with yourself. You have to have that conversation with yourself. Do I like who I am? Do I like what I'm doing? Is there something I can change to make myself feel better about myself? And not getting in the sense of like, you know, the negative self-talk of you're not good enough or things of that nature, but really just kind of honing in more on what do I really want? What do I really want out of my life? Do I want to live this rushing lifestyle? I mean, if that is what you prefer, I'm not going to sit here and tell you not to do that. But I am going to say that that could have long-term repercussions. And what I mean by that is saying the habit of rushing is hard to break. And we are going to talk about that in a future episode. But I want to go ahead and just put the bug in your ear now to think about how much you rush throughout your life. So savoring the small stuff, I had a conversation with my friend Amanda the other day and she was talking about how, you know, her little her little son was, you know, feeling a little more needy than normal. And as we all know, who have dealt with kids, that happens. It's totally normal. It's fine. And she was like, you know, I'm so touched out. And I was like, I I feel that, you know, I'm going to hold that space for you. But this is what I'm going to tell you, because you've said this before. You don't know when that last time is going to be when you get to hold your baby or whenever they ask you to do something for them because they're constantly evolving. They're constantly becoming more self-dependent or excuse me, independent and self-aware. And they may not always need you to do all the things that you've done since they were born. And that can be really tough for people. But if you rush through those periods, if you rush through these moments, you're not going to be able to stop and savor that. You're going to be like, where'd that go? Where'd that time go? 
Or you can sit here and be like, man, I really love those last few days where I got to hold him in my arms, you know, and he still let me put him to bed or things like that. And I know that that is a very like specific situation, but regardless, when children are small, they are not going to be small forever. And I've had a few of my other friends tell me that, you know, they're going to let their babies be babies. And I think that's important. I think that's very important. I understand that, you know, you have to teach them things and you have to, you know, make them be more independent. And that is all part of, you know, growing a child. But you also need to make sure you savor these small moments, savor these moments where, you know, they're being sweet or they're asking you for something or, you know, they're making a face that they made when they were a baby because that time is not always going to be there and you can't get it back. And I think it's very important that we remember that even if we don't have kids, that we can't get this time back. The last 10 years, my 20s, they're gone. I can't go back in time and change anything. I can't fix anything. I can't relive that. All I can do is just keep going forward. Now I can reminisce and I can savor those moments that I had, but I'm not going to get them back. So I think it's very important that we savor the small moments in our life, whether that's, you know, getting into the parking lot before we go into the grocery store, making sure we have our list, making sure, okay, I'm going into the store to buy one thing. And unless I'm at Target, I'm going to get that one thing. And that's going to be that. <laughs> like just taking a pause, taking a pause, taking a savoring moment before you continue on about your day, whether it's in the morning, at night, in the shower, who cares? Wherever it may be, make that time for yourself. Make that small moment and just say, all right, all right, I'm good, I'm good. Thank you once again for tuning in to Taylor's Table. I'm so excited for the next episode that I'm going to do. I got a little surprise for you guys. Be sure to follow us on Facebook for more details. And once again, thanks for joining me here at the table. Thanks for tuning in to Taylor's Table, a production of Boss Pods Network, a division of Glades Media Radio Group. We hope you'll join us during the next episode of Taylor's Table. Feel free to email Taylor at gladesmedia.com if you have any questions or recipes you'd like for us to share on the show. 